Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome, YouTube creators. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. My name is Rosh. I am your host, and I like to think of myself as that person that is supporting you to grow your channel, because it can be lonely as a creator out there. Now, there are a lot of excellent YouTube shows that help support you. Brian G. Johnson, Nick Nimmin, Tim Schmoyer, Daryl Eves, the usual suspects out there, Matt Gillen. I mean, there's some excellent people out there who support you on YouTube. But as far as podcasts go, it's slim pickings. There are not many podcasts for YouTube creators to listen to during the week in between the times you are actually watching YouTube and studying YouTube and checking the analytics for the 90th time today to see if you have one more subscriber or view. We need that support. And that's the way I look at this show. And this week in this show, we're talking about subscribers. And there's some information you may not be aware of related to subscribers. And there is a group of people who are your real subscribers and I'll share with you how to discover who they are because just because somebody hits the subscribe button it doesn't mean they're actually going to see all of your following videos there are actually some other things that need to happen which I'll talk about in a few moments we just had VidCon the uh, over the last week and there are a number of announcements from YouTube and I wish to share those with you last year was a big year. A lot of helpful ways in which YouTube was supporting creators monetarily. And that included Super Chad, among other things. And guess what? They've improved or expanded some of those opportunities for creators who meet the criteria. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about some of the stuff that came down through YouTube during VidCon. And mostly, though, this week, we're talking about subscribers. And is that are subscribers a vanity metric? Is is it really matter? And I want to get right down. I will just cut through this. Now, some people will say, all right, I don't subscribe based on the number of subscribers I see on a channel. And that very well may be the case at a certain level. However, if you see two videos that are relatively similar, maybe in style or quality and answering the question, sometimes we'll look at those numbers and say, oh, okay, this one has 300 subscribers and this other one has 72,000 subscribers. And maybe we'll subscribe to both and that's fine. But it's that social proof that is helpful. And yes, it's our own little vanity metric say, oh, yeah, I'm a successful creator because I have so many thousand subscribers or a million subscribers. And that is a real vanity metric, which is helpful in terms of the social proof element. But as far as growing your channel within the world of YouTube, it has less and less of an actual effect unless that subscriber takes a next step. Of course, then the next question is, okay, well, if subscribers really don't matter, then how come it's the big channels with a hundred thousand, half a million, a million subscribers that really drive the traffic? And 
there is a good reason for that. Those creators drive more traffic in the first hour, the first day, the first week, and they win the game. And it's not because they have more subscribers. It's because they have more people who have recently watched one of their videos. You can have a creator with a million subscribers and only 2,000 views of their latest video. And you could have somebody, another creator, with a million subscribers and 100,000 people watch their latest video. Obviously, they have the same amount of subscribers. So what is the difference? Why is it that one received 100,000 and one received 2,000? Well, there are a number of reasons, obviously. But a big one, a big reason is that the one who received 100,000 subscribers had many more people who recently watched their video. Now, does that mean that the person who only got 2,000 views could not get 100,000 views in their next video? It's very possible, but it better be a really, really good video. However, the creator with 100,000 views of their latest video may not have to work as hard to get 100,000 views again because they have more people who have watched and enjoyed and there are enough signals to YouTube that they're going to display that video in front of enough people that it very well could reach that 100,000 again or more or more, all depending on, again, so many different signals. But one of the biggest signals is certainly the pattern of the audience. So if the creator has a really engaged audience who loves to keep coming back to their videos, who seek out their videos, who watch multiple videos, just loyal people, that video creator is going to win. And there is kind of a tipping point. For example, let's say you are creating videos and hey, it's summer, so we'll call it RVs, recreational vehicles. And let's say the majority of the views for most channels talking about recreational vehicles is about 10,000 views. And you have a video that gets 100,000 views and maybe you have more subscribers or more people in your feed. And all those people come and watch that video on recreational vehicles. Well, because you have more people coming to you for that topic, your video is going to probably move up the ranks and search as well as being presented to more people who seem to be interested in videos related to recreational vehicles. And YouTube will even expand upon that. Maybe it gets into the world of camping and other related travel. So there are other related areas that YouTube understands that people who might like a video about recreational vehicles will get into, but they're not, YouTube is not going to do that unless YouTube has confidence and some triggers and switches have been flipped that says, okay, we've expanded this far. Okay, this looks like a good candidate to go even further and expand into more audiences. And how quickly that happens has a lot to do with the view velocity in the very beginning. And so a channel that has a lot of people that follow them, and quite often it is a channel that has many subscribers. Again, it's not necessarily the direct relation other than the one factor that I'll share in a few moments. Yet again, if 
the creator has a lot of people who have their video and their watch history, they will win the day more often than not. And it's just the way it works. There's more audience there who has engaged and seems to care about that creator. And it can work both ways, as I mentioned before. It can work going up and going down. So the question is often asked, is it more important when you go into the build your audience section of analytics, should you have a higher percentage of subscribers watching your video or non-subscribers watching your videos? And that's a really good question because based on what I just mentioned, you think you'd want a lot of subscribers who watch your videos. That means your subscribers are engaged and it's beating out the non-subscribers. And that is not necessarily the case. Yes, you want your subscribers engaged. However, if you have content, if you have videos that is kind of evergreen, meaning it, it's good today as it is today as it is tomorrow and so forth, it, it's something that doesn't have a... Well, one way I used to approach this in my classes, uh, news versus features. News is timely, features are timeless, and evergreen videos are timeless, meaning you can watch them a year from now and they can be just as relevant. And people will find them in search or suggested and can, they can do really well. And what it means, if you have a small percentage, for example, one of my channels about 8 to 10% of the views come from my subscribers. That means about 90% of my views come from non-subscribers. And the other channel, it's about 40-60. 40% come from subscribers, 60% non-subscribers. And that means that not a lot of people are finding those videos in search. And the one in which most people are non-subscribers who watch my videos, they're finding a lot of those videos in search. And that means that channel can continue on without adding more videos to the channel and it will still earn watch time and views moving forward. Where the other channel, I need to get a little bit more evergreen content and more videos in search so it can survive on its own. So yes, you want engaged subscribers However, if you want a channel that can run on its own, meaning, hey, I could take a break for a week, you want to have a situation where there are more non-subscribers watching your videos than subscribers. So who are your real subscribers? Who are the ones that are going to watch your videos every time because they're notified? Well, that's, that's what I'm talking about, notifications bell notifications. Matt Gillen mentioned um, a few times over the last few months, he would talk about how YouTube is really messed up, messed up a number of years ago, the subscribe button, because they went through a process, especially with, I think it had to do with Google Plus, where they started auto-subscribing people to channels, and it really messed things up. And so to fix that, they made the subscribe button not so important. However, if you really do want to be notified that this, this creator has a new video, well, hey, you can hit the bell icon. And you have some variations in there in terms of options related to the bell icon. So 
the real subscriber, the real subscription to your subscription button is when somebody hits the bell icon and then they will be notified. Now, what percentage of the people who have selected to subscribe to your channel actually hit the bell notification? And you can actually check that out if you wish. It's relatively new. And what you do is go to your analytics and under analytics and the build an audience section, which is on the far right side, click on that and you can look down underneath the graphs. You will see again on the right side who or what percentage of people have actually selected to hit the bell icon. It'll give you the averages and what is the average number of people or average percentage of people who actually click that bell. And if you're in that range, that's good. Hopefully you're in the higher end of that range. Um, some of my channels are on the higher end and some of mine are in the lower. And so we need to start thinking about how we're going to approach subscribers because it it's not enough just to ask people to subscribe. You need to ask people to subscribe and hit the bell icon. Otherwise, they won't necessarily be notified. Now, what, what's the difference here? If a subscriber is watching your videos regularly, then it's no big deal. But sometimes people fade off and start watching other types of videos. It doesn't mean that they're not interested in you. But if they miss a number of videos, YouTube will start to surface other videos that they feel based on certain signals that that subscriber may be interested in. And very well, they may not be your videos. And over time, maybe that person goes down a rabbit hole, down a different direction of interest, and your videos are shown less and less and less. However, if they click the bell notification, they will still be notified that you have a new video. And that could be via email or through the bell icon button. I mean, there are a number of ways in which people are notified and there are different levels of notification that people have the option and selection for consideration. On the other hand, notifications could backfire because Maybe some people are receiving so many notifications with every upload, it's just too much. And so they decide to turn off notifications. They decide to unsubscribe. I don't want to see any more. Now, there's something new that's coming out that I'll share with you in a few moments that was announced at VidCon. There's a lot of stuff that has been coming out recently. Actually, I think this new option was uh, mentioned before VidCon, but there's some good information from VidCon and new opportunities for us as creators. So I'll get to that in a moment, but just finishing up with subscribers. It's, it's important to ask for the subscription. There is a lot of debate as to when. Some people say, don't ask for the subscription in the beginning because you haven't shown the value. And some people say, wait to the end because those are the people who made it all the way through the video. They're more likely to subscribe. And it is, I think, important. Despite the maybe few negatives of people receiving too many notifications, I think it's more important because the real subscription from your channel, the real subscribers are the people who hit the bell icon. Otherwise, it really is just vanity. The subscription button doesn't do anything other than put a little number, for the most part, 
I mean, that's not 100% true, but let's work with, and it's probably the best practice to just work with the idea that when someone clicks the subscribe button, all they've done is added a number to your listing of number of subscribers. That's about all they have done. You say, wait a minute, well, they've seen, they're gonna see other videos. Yes, because they probably watched a video. However, if they click the subscribe button and never watched a video, I, I would suspect it's very possible they will never see any of your videos surface. Now, maybe, maybe YouTube will surface one because you subscribed, I don't know. I mean, obviously the algorithm, it, it just depends. Maybe, they will if you have a lot of videos similar to yours in their watch history. So maybe there's a certain point in which, yes, if they click the subscribe button and there's a lot of videos that they have watched that have been similar, that maybe that's an indication that you'll put yours ahead of others if they are considering these types of videos to surface. But again, just consider that subscribe button a number. They're clicking it, they've said they subscribed, that you're gonna be in their list of subscriptions, and for the most part, it's just they've added one more to your number of subscribers. It really is the watch history, or again, if they hit that bell notification, they will be notified each time you upload, and that is the real subscriber. Okay, let's talk about a few of the announcements from YouTube over the days of VidCon. And we know about Super Chat. If you have the monetization, you're a partner with YouTube and you're part of the partner program and you can receive Super Chats. It's interesting. They were sharing some of the statistics from people who received Super Chats, and there's some big numbers, like people making $400 a minute, which is just crazy, obviously. But the thing is, when you receive Super Chats, which it happens when you go live, for the most part, I believe people can give you a Super Chat after the live stream, but it's a live stream video, and people will give you money. And quite often, that money, overall, is much more than any AdSense revenue. And a lot of creators are making more money from their Super Chats than they are from their AdSense, which makes sense because when we're dealing with AdSense, we're talking pennies, and we're dealing with Super Chats, we're talking dollars, and that's a big difference overall. So they have added some Super Stickers which allow people to say, hey, bravo, good job, just kind of adding a little animated element to their Super Chat. And I think that's pretty cool. I think there are a number of opportunities there that they could develop. I, I think that maybe people could have different levels showing that, hey, they give a lot to creators or have given a lot to this creator or that creator. That could be interesting. We'll see. That's developing but they do have other areas in which they're expanding opportunities, such as membership levels. You may be familiar with the opportunity to subscribe to special benefits as a sponsor to a creator. And I am actually a uh, member of a few creators, and you pay $4.95 a month. And now you're going to be able to change that. You can have multiple layers, I think up to five options coming up. Uh, don't quote me on the five, I, but I think that's what I had read. And the thing is, that's a nice opportunity. You can have different levels, maybe higher levels. Maybe you have a 
very focused knit group who pay a lot more money to have access to you. I mean, access to you is a big, high value item. And then there are maybe some lower level um, opportunities, maybe for a dollar you get a sticker saying, hey, I'm a fan, and then it goes all the way up. So there are different ways you can play this, but I do think this is a great opportunity for creators. So it's not just the $4.95. And I mean, before that was a that was a test. That was the first year. How, how is this working? And it seems to be working. And YouTube has expanded this. So this is good news. And obviously, these kinds of things take time to roll out. But know it's coming your way, especially if you already have memberships. And again, there are sub counts. And hey, we're, you know, we're talking subs today. And why are subs important? Another element that I think is fair is that, yeah, YouTube makes note of creators and their sub counts. For example, you can't become a part of the partner program unless you have a thousand subscribers and 4,000 hours watch time, but they will roll different new products and features out to channels who have 10,000, 100,000 subscribers. And that's how they cut off these different rollouts. And so some things are not available to me because I don't have the right number of subscribers yet. And some things may not be available to you because you don't have the right number of subscribers yet, such as the merch shelf, being able to sell merchandise on the shelf below your video for fans. Now, one new thing that's coming out is that they're adding more suppliers. It's Before, Teespring was the only supplier that you could get your merch from. Now they have more suppliers getting involved, expanding your merchandise shelf with more opportunities. One more thing which was announced that I think is really good, especially for those of you who create tutorial videos, how-to videos. This is kind of reminds me of Facebook groups units. In Facebook groups, you can create units, and these units allow you to organize specific content. And it looks like YouTube is doing the same thing. And you'll be able to organize specific groups of content. And you say, wait a minute, we have have playlists already. Think of it as an advanced playlist. And it's more designed for educational purposes. And there's some nice opportunity here for those of us who are trying to educate and share a message or information in a much more organized fashion. We'll see how this works out. But you can divide your videos into specific structures and collections into chapters. And I I think this is going to give us more opportunities to present in a more classroom style online education environment, which some have, I think, I actually think it was Dusty Porter the other day, kind of thought about it aloud that maybe this will be an opportunity for us to create courses, which in a sense, this is what it's doing, but we might be able to monetize these courses in the future directly 
on YouTube. And I think that's an interesting thought, Dusty. I think that's something that uh, could be the case. So interesting. We'll watch that roll out again as everything it rolls out all rolls out slowly, but it is has been announced, and uh, we'll see what happens from here. The next thing I want to talk about is something that has been a topic recently. It's not one of the new updates, but it's relatively new. We're talking within maybe the last month or so, where YouTube is giving people the opportunity to have a say what is on your homepage. In other words, you can say in the next up or the suggested videos, I want more of these or less of these videos or don't show me this creator ever again, which of course can be a plus or a minus. However, if you have people who have specifically said, I like you and to keep showing your videos, then hey, that, that is a plus. And we'll have to see how we can create a call to action to encourage people to say, yes, I want to see more from you as a creator. Now, I want to say something else that there, there's been mixed reaction about the whole asking for the subscription, asking people to hit the bell icon. And I kind of touched on that a few moments ago. And some people say, ah, it's, it just really has no effect. And others said, man, it made my channel. It was a big deal when I started really asking people for the subscription. I'm going to have to say that you have to, just like anything, this is two blabs. We're experimenting, and you're going to have to experiment. Your goal is to find your combination, your winning combination, and your winning combination may be partly to ask for that subscription in the very beginning. Well, whereas other creators at the end is just fine. Or you know what? People just watch a lot of their videos and they just naturally subscribe without even having that call to action. But as a marketer, as somebody who's been in the marketing world long enough, I understand that generally you have to ask people for the sale. People sometimes will not buy unless you ask them. You're, you will increase sales by actually asking them to buy. And you will increase subscriptions by actually asking them to subscribe. When, how often, that, I think there are some differences depending on the type of channel you have. And that is where you have to experiment to see if that works for you, when, where, and how. If you notice that people are starting to drop off as soon as you ask for that subscription, then maybe you stop. Maybe it is the beginning that you have to ask because at the end of your video, people just drop off as soon as you start asking for anything, any kind of call to action. So you'll have to figure this out for you. But I would say most of the time, it's a good idea to have that call to action, at least in some of your videos, if not all of your videos, experiment, find out what works for you. The Two Blabs podcast is hosted at the 2blog.com.